0: Our gospel for today is from John, the 16th chapter. I have much more to tell you, but you can't bear to hear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, she will guide you into all truth. She won't speak on her own initiative. Rather, she'll speak only what she hears, and she'll announce to you the things that are yet to come. In doing this, the Spirit will give glory to me, for she will take what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that Abba God has belongs to me. This is why I said that the Spirit will take what is mine and reveal it to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Three sons left home and prospered in life. When getting back together, they discussed their success and the great gifts they were able to buy their elderly mother. The first son said, I sent mom a Mercedes. The second son said, I bought mom a mansion. The third son smirked and said, ha, I've got you both beat. Remember how mom used to love reading the Bible when we were young? And you know how she can't see very well in the more, anymore. Well, I sent her an amazing parrot that recites the entire Bible. It took the elders in the church 12 years to teach this parrot. He's one of a kind. Now mom just has to name the verse, and bam, the parrot recites it. Soon after this meeting of the sons, mom sent out her thank you letters. Andy, my son, thank you for the mansion, but the house you built is so big, and even though I live in one room, I still have to clean the whole house. John, you're very sweet to think of me in this way, but I am too old to travel and spend most of my time at home, so I never use the Mercedes. Mark, you are my favorite son. You have such good sense to know what your mother likes. The chicken was simply delicious. Knowing how to give good gifts takes time, listening, and learning. Time to get to know the person to whom you want to give the gift, listening carefully to the person's stories and the life in which the person lived, and through these things, learning the needs and wants of the person so that you can then give a gift that either helps them or brings them joy. The sons in the story may have grown up with their mother, but they obviously hadn't visited her in a while or spent much time with her recently to know what she really needed and wanted. Though their intentions were good, they gave gifts to their mother that they thought made themselves look good, things that they themselves would want instead of things that she wanted. She probably would have been happy with a visit and clearly a chicken dinner. She just wanted to spend time with them. And the more I think about this and these three things that help us to give good gifts, time, listening, and learning, the more I realize that this is how we also gain wisdom. Now, many people associate wisdom with good education in schools or, excuse me, or learning and life experience, which is time, both of which are definitely a part of wisdom. But wisdom also has to do with listening, listening to the needs and wants of others, being open to continual learning your whole life long, which means wisdom also has to do with being in, with, and among other people in the community with others. And the more communities you're a part of, the wiser you become. In our Old Testament reading for today, wisdom is personified as a female prophet of sorts. One who calls out to the people, reminding them that God used wisdom in creation. One who calls out to the people as God created the world. The world was meant to be a gift for humankind to live in and care for, and humankind a gift to the world as well. Unfortunately, as humans, we haven't done a great job of accepting, receiving, and caring for that gift, a gift that we all need to live and survive in this world. But the fact remains that we were meant to be in community with all creation and with all of humanity listening and learning and spending time both in nature and with other people, gaining wisdom with each interaction. Our psalmist for today echoes this message of wisdom. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in their courses, what are mere mortals that you should be mindful of them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you have made them little less than divine. With glory and honor, you crowned them. You have made them rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all flocks and cattle, even the wild beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. It's humbling to think about, isn't it? That God gave us this amazing gift of creation to care for and love and be in community with. And yet we, as humans, like the sons in our opening story, often forget to listen and learn from and about the needs of our mother nature. And often we look at our own wants and needs, placing them above the needs and wants of others and creation. We aren't perfect. We are broken, as is the world in which we live. We need to help to listen and learn from God and creation to become wise And fortunately for us, we are given another community that we often don't think about, to live in, to listen to, and learn from, God's very self. You see, today is also Trinity Sunday, a day when we celebrate and ponder the mystery of God being three in one, one in three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. But one God, the God in whom we baptize and from whom we receive the gift of faith and the Holy Spirit, And while this day in the past has often been used to try to understand spiritual mathematics, so to speak, and figure out this mystery of God, it occurs to me that perhaps the purpose of this day should be to recognize and celebrate that God's very self is a community. That we, as a reflection of God, are created to be in community and work together to gain wisdom and do amazing things in God's name. Our gospel for today speaks to this. The author of John writes, I have so much more to tell you, but you can't bear to hear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, she will guide you into all truth. She won't speak on her own initiative. Rather, she'll speak only what she hears, and she'll announce to you things that are yet to come. In doing this, the spirit will give glory to me, for she will take what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that Abba God has belongs to me, This is why I said that the Spirit will take what is mine and reveal it to you. Now, the fact that this reading comes up today on Trinity Sunday suggests that the first thing we are supposed to recognize and acknowledge is the fact that God is established as three separate entities here. Jesus, who is speaking, the Spirit, who will be and still is with us after Jesus physically leaves the earth, and Abba God. Great. God is three in one. Awesome. But what I find even more important for me and my faith is how the three interact with one another, how they are in community with one another. God came to earth as a human in the form of Jesus to spend time with us and listen and learn from us what it means to be human, as well as to teach us and bring us to God's message of peace, love, forgiveness, and grace for all but there is still much more that God wants to communicate with us. So God sends the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to be among us, not to speak on her own initiative, but instead to listen, to understand, and then to guide us into truth. Notice God, through the Holy Spirit, continues to spend time with us, listen to us, and learn about what we need, and then speaks the truth of what God sees. God is wisdom itself. The truth of God. And God is still exemplifying wisdom today. As we grow wiser, and we grow wiser whenever we seek to spend time with God, either here at church, in our homes, in our social circles, out in the world and in creation, when we listen to God through the Spirit and hear about what God is calling us to do as individuals and in community, and learn from God and one another, both how to give gifts of love and support those in need, as well as how we can use gifts that God has given to us to glorify God in thought, word, and deed. Today is also our annual meeting, where we will be voting on the budget and electing new leaders to serve in our community. But as a church community and a ministry and an extension of God's community here on earth, this is so much more than just a meeting. It's more than just voting on a budget or electing people. It's about listening to one another, learning from one another, and celebrating the gifts that God has given us. Gifts of time, money, and talents. And working together to use these gifts wisely and to the best of our abilities. God has truly blessed us here at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church, and I continue to be in awe of the many blessings this congregation has each and every day as I strive to continue to listen, learn, and spend time with you all in community. And I've got to tell you that in the seven months that I have been listening, learning, and spending time with you, I believe God is priming us for something big. God has been giving this community gifts of leadership, talents, and other resources so that we can continue to glorify God as we always have, as well as glorify God in exciting new ways. And that is only because of your amazing support of this community. And I along with the rest of you, I'm excited to continue to listen, learn and spend time with this community as well as the greater Seattle community and other nonprofit communities that we work closely with to see what God has in store for us next. And with all of our collective wisdom and gifts, I guarantee it will be more than a strange chicken dinner. Amen.